I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. All right, welcome to the COB today. Another huge one for earnings season, Scuddy. But ba- uh, banks really dragging down the broader index today. Yeah, topsy-turvy. So banks led the, uh, the market uh, yesterday and then absolutely crunched today. So uh, I know a bit of a topsy-turvy start uh, to what we're seeing the week. Maybe uh, Thursday will bring some luck. But yeah, a bit of a disappointing uh, performance considering what we saw on Wall Street. Uh, obviously, we saw the XJO in particular fail that 6,200 level yesterday. Uh, once again today, maybe a bit of oh, no, payback as well, flowing through to some selling pressure. Yeah, some huge moves um, in both directions, I guess, from some of the big uh, reporters, I guess, in earnings season today. But Scotty, we also had um, some, uh, some data out, some economic data, of course, an input to GDP. Bit of a surprise today. Yeah, construction work done for the June quarter was uh, was only down 0.75%. That was about, uh, I, know, I think the market was looking around about a 6% it's decline. A solid, it's a solid effort given what we were expecting. It was a solid. I, I think a few people were scratching their heads as to how resilient uh, was construction given most of us were shut down in, uh, in our houses. Yeah. Well, at least I was. I'm not sure what everyone else's out there was. But uh, it, was, uh, it was surprising. The strength came through from private uh, engineering work. Surprisingly enough, mm. so private residential was uh, was hit pretty hard. The one thing I found really surprising too was that in the government side of things, so public spending, weak, and you hear all this talk about infrastructure mm. spend and all these things going on. It was weak, and it's actually you know weakening again. And this is the input to GDP. We obviously get more data out tomorrow, uh, capex numbers, which will be key. Look, it is backward looking, but I feel like capex gives us a bit more of a forward looking indicator as to how companies are feeling. We're not getting much guidance from companies at the moment uh, when it comes to reporting season. So this is sort of a key number. It is. It's uh, obviously the key thing when it comes to business investment is demand. Mm. And uh, that's the area of people living at the moment. They say, well, consumers are the biggest part of the economy by miles here. So what's going to happen with you no know, consumption? We'll be able to go and see this uh, you know, continuation of what's going on with retail sales at the moment. Now up 12.2% in the year to July. Just amazing stuff. But I came across this really amazing uh, you know, graph from, uh, from CBA in a report uh, that was released overnight. And it just showed income into their uh, customers' accounts is running at over 20% higher at the moment uh, than what it was a year ago. So into the biggest recession that Australia has seen uh, since the Great Depression, we are absolutely flushed with cash as households mm. in aggregate term. Uh, obviously, the key thing with this though is that we have so many uh, I know people that are on JobKeeper, JobSeeker and the like. We know that they're gonna start being reduced. We know that early access to superannuation is gonna be reduced as well. So I still have a few question marks about mm. what's gonna happen uh, when it comes to demand, but we'll see what happens tomorrow with the, uh, with the, the uh, CapEx report in particular particularly what's going on with the services side of the economy, which is another big component. One of the big reporting season numbers, getting back to that, because it really was a driver um, of markets today, was Seven Group reporting stock down about eight tenths of percent, which was largely in line with where the market was trading today. But it was really interesting, Scuddy, because we uh, spoke, of course, um, with Ryan Stokes, Seven Group's chief executive and MD, today on that number. 
as you can imagine, not COVID proof, no one's COVID proof, but certainly in the right sectors when it comes to the mining space, iron ore, record highs, mm -hmm. that's where their sort of bread and butter is in, in terms of West Track in particular. So they've benefited from that. But on the flip side, they've got the media assets, of course, and this is pretty big stake in Seven West Media, definitely the lag out of the result. Just want to listen to what uh, Ryan Stokes had to say on this to us a little earlier here on Ausbiz. We are very confident with the transformation story that's underway. You know, it takes time to actually have an impact in that. And what's been pleasing is to see you know, since um, July onwards, uh, the new content strategy actually working and delivering that audience result um, and, and the result with uh, BBOT audience. I mean, both have been um, very pleasing outcomes. I mean, that isn't easy to, to do it in, in, a, in a broadcast business. You've got a, a long lead time with, with a change of, of content and schedule. So that's now working and we're pleased, pleased to see that. I think the other key point through the financial year, you know, had the biggest dislocation in the advertising market in history of, of certainly the, the TV sector, that, that Q, uh, quarter four was a, a massive shift. And that, that uh, reduction really required the team to respond. I think we've been uh, really proud of how they, they managed through that. And in addition, securing the support of banking partners to, you know, uh, uh, yeah, reset the um, the facility also is a statement of confidence they have in the team, um, and that you know, they've been able to work through that, and I think set the business up as it goes through. It's you know, no doubt that the challenges within the sector, but I think our team are really focused on how they drive through that and how they create a winning business, uh, and and we think that you know, the market will will see value in that. And that was Ryan Stokes, Managing Director and Chief Executive of Seven Group Holdings, talking to us earlier on today. The, uh, the media one is a very interesting partner, diversified mm. company, but it does really stick out when it comes to you have infrastructure, mining services, mm. you have energy, and then media. It's really interesting. Diversified in a lot of positive ways. Mm. Beach, obviously, the stake there done pretty well uh, for Seven Group. Borrell's the interesting one, creeping up the register. Uh, on Borrell and obviously just looking at that big write down we saw on the US assets, um, Ryan Stokes was saying to us a little earlier that you know they obviously support a breakup of that business, the North American assets have been the underperformer, they want to see that obviously offloaded, being pretty clear on that. So yep. that was really interesting uh, in terms of Seven Group today. Also, just one more thing to add, he was talking the borders. Um, this has been a bit of an interesting thing. We've seen a lot of business leaders, including the BCA, talk about reopening borders. He's all for keeping them shut at the moment, um, protecting the WA bubble, I guess, of miners and the strength they bring to the economy. Yeah, with iron ore prices down north of $120 a tonne and, uh, and no COVID cases, uh, it probably seems uh, all good, but uh, obviously there's a lot of components in the WA economy who are crying out for uh, some uh, free movement of people across the country. Of course, it's got to be done in a safe manner. That's the thing, but I think it's time to go and open up. I was pleased to see Stephen Marshall from South Australia make some uh, positive moves. Uh, uh, yesterday, we've also seen some movement when it comes to Gladys Berejiklian here in New South Wales mm. with the Victorian border around the, uh, the towns that surround that border. So I think it's a sensible approach, but of course, safety is paramount. Well, and you've got different chief executives with different motives, obviously, saying different things. That makes sense. Um, Adelaide Brighton, another one we covered off on today, or I should say Adbri, I think that's the new name for Adelaide Brighton, uh, NPAT of about 47.6 million, that was down from 55.3 mil. The company down uh, in share trading today, but saying, or oh, the chief executive saying to us, they're seeing significant state-by-state -state variation in the take-up of that home builder grant. It's been all about that really, and when it comes to construction. Yeah, he also sounded very uh, optimistic when it came to the infrastructure side of things. So I did detect quite a noticeable, uh, no, 
obvious pivot, should I say, as well, uh, to that space because obviously government spending is going to be such a key component over the next few years to go and help uh, you know, sustain this rebound in the economy. Clean away, somewhat COVID-proof, right? I mean, would you say, you spoke today with the chief executive of Clean Away, the stock's up 8%. It did well. This goes along with some of the others like Bingo that have done particularly well as well. What did you make of this one, uh, Scuddy, just in terms of being, well, recession-proof? Because it's interesting, he's been weighing in, chief executive on, on the work-from-home trend, saying, look, he doesn't think it's going to continue. People will move back to offices. But clean away benefits from both, office and resi. Yeah, exactly right. So it's uh, offsetting factors at the moment. So the, he's just like everyone else, waiting for some clarity as to what's going to go on. Uncertainty is the, uh, the key. But uh, as you said, uh, offices are basically empty at the moment. You look mm. around the city here, at least in Sydney, uh, there's basically no one around. So not much waste to go and uh, pick up. But then you go and uh, look elsewhere uh, in the suburbs and the like, and there's probably oodles right now. So, you know, give with one hand, take away with the other. Yeah, CleanAway has been a really interesting one. There were a lot of um, stocks today that we're watching. Ooh, the stock of the day. Should we go to this one? Because it's interesting. Let's do it. A retailer, LaVisa. That's the stock of the day. That came up on the call. Um, we had Andrew Page and Michael Wayne on the call discussing this one. Let's have a listen to what they had to say. You know, it's a, it's a big plunge in profit. But again, you've got to look past that. And, and this is a business that has just a wonderful model. I mean, the return on invested capital that these guys get is outstanding for a retailer, something like 25% or so. Yeah. And the things that really matter for a retailer are things like asset uh, turnover and, and gross margins. And they both just do it so well. Um, looking at their, their recent deck, you, you can see sales have really rebounded from the lows. They've still got a, a bit of a way to go. Yeah. It is going to be tough for the, for the foreseeable future. But again, you have, to, you have to look beyond that. I think their earnings could recover within the next couple of years. And I think you're looking at a business that could probably generate some low single digit, double digit rather type growth of 10, 15% on a net profit basis going forward. I think it's actually decent. So for someone who's prepared to sort of look past all of this, look yeah. at the quality of management, strength of the balance sheet, growth opportunity, all of that kind of stuff. I, I think the price is pretty reasonable at this point. Okay. Their profits have fallen despite the fact they got JobKeeper, haven't been paying rent. It's just because there's so many variables at, at the moment uh, yeah. in our view. Um, the thing is that Yes, they've got a very entrenched customer base, but they are very reliant on younger people. Who knows what happens to these people if unemployment persists at these levels? They're entrenched in a lot of the physical store shopping centre. And there could be foot traffic that's under pressure for a long time, so we're unsure about that. Um, they have done an incredible job in the online space, and yep. they've seen an enormous ramp up in recent months, which isn't unexpected. So they're good at that? They're good at that, and they're improving okay. that, and this will only sort of fast track and fast forward that online presence that they've got. Um, but for now, uh, I think it's just in the too hard basket. Uh, probably one of the better fashion retailers, um, although in this environment, there's just too many what ifs. La Visa being the stock of the day. Look, stocks of the day, if we're going to say it that way, buy now, pay later space. Once again, absolutely surging. Zip up 25% off the back of these partnerships with eBay. As someone said, put eBay in a name of a of anything with buy now, pay later, and you're gonna see the stock surge. Yeah, up close to 30%. I'll be interested in having a chat with the, uh, the company tomorrow. Uh, they'll be on the program to go and uh, get the nuts and bolts of what this deal actually means. I think it's Australia and New Zealand focus, so mm. what it'll actually go and offer in terms of return. But look, it just set a light under that stock today. Really exciting uh, no day when it comes to uh, no, those high-flying uh, no, names we've seen at the moment. Afterpay, most notably, out with earnings tomorrow. Appen as well. Yeah. So all those you know, real names that have been flying, we're gonna get a, a bit of a sense as to how 
how fast, whether the moves we've seen are actually justified. Huge day for tech. I was going to say, if you're an Afterpay shareholder, you'll be watching closely because they've got to do well tomorrow. I mean, they probably will, but they've got to do well tomorrow in order to keep shareholders happy, surely. Well, you'd say so, but uh, there's been so many like you know, names that have performed really strongly into results and then mm. still managed to go and exceed, particularly when the focus is on all these kind of things like... Uh, revenue riders coming through, user growth, uh, no, transactional volumes. That's what all the focus is on these companies at the moment. The other side of the business is bad debts, marketing expenses doesn't seem to be in the equation at this point. Mm. It's running, obviously there's a lot of uh, sentiment, bullish levels are high. So we'll see whether the, uh, the bar, which is, you've got to say, probably going to be pretty high, can be exceeded. Well, that's it for the close of business today. Lots on the earnings agenda tomorrow. So we'll see you then. 